This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. You are listening to the Blockade Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Freibus, aka Shut Your Trap. Joining me from not quite halfway around the world, it's Sven yeah, from hello. Germany. Good day. <laughs> Good day. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> you may be wondering why is this? Why is Sven here and not Jared? Well, Jared uh, basically just a rage quit on us because his his internet um, was not playing fair. <laughs> we we were getting the the voice out of him was, it was it, here's my approximation of what it was sounding like. It, it, uh, guys, I but. <laughs> No internet. So, <laughs> yeah, I think he he decided he could do something better on on Sunday morning than. Yeah, probably. Like, you know, because yeah. yeah, that's usually he he's had his breakfast and then this is how he does his Sunday morning, and uh, yeah, I, I know I would be uh, wanting to do better things too. <laughs> so so while we were while me and Sven were waiting for uh, Jared to figure out his internet. We were laughing about back in the days of the 14.4 modems and the 28K modems and and the mysteries of how long it would take to download something. <laughs> and it, it, it made me think of, so back in 2002 when I was doing visual pinball and downloading tables, I was still on a dial-up uh, modem. And downloading anyone's table would take probably about an hour for me to get. Wow. And so you can imagine if I spent an hour downloading their table and then I put it up and it would be some just hacked piece of junk that, you know, <laughs> barely had any good graphics at all. And the physics were all wonky and, um, you know, it just looked like garbage. And then I'd just be furious that I'd wasted that much time, you know, downloading that one. Yeah. Man. So, cost more money as well. Uh, at least in, 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 in Germany, it was the case. Um, you didn't have any any kind of flat rate. Oh. Um, what what you're having now, you had to pay for for every minute being online. Yeah, so I wound up writing reviews of people's tables, which is now that I think about it, kind of mean. <laughs> I mean, it's like they were doing this out of their own free time and stuff. But I was writing reviews, trying to help people with the idea of, hey, is it worth your time downloading, or should you just give it a pass? And Basically, that's when I got all hooked on uh, on Pack Dude's tables because I knew that for sure I could download his tables and they're going to look absolutely excellent as opposed mm-hmm. to some of these other people's tables. Um, and I kind of created this database of of things, but yeah, it was kind of mean of me to to review. I think I reviewed something like fifty some different tables. <laughs> and how how, mu- how much of them were um, good? Out of the fifty uh, tables, where you it was worth downloading them. You know, I would say probably. Well, fifty percent of them were for sure. You got to download it because um, those were all packed dudes. And then there was probably about another twenty percent that were, hey, it's good enough. Um, and there was there was this one guy. I want to say his name was Scapino. I can't remember. He did these gorgeous-looking lighting jobs, but they were massively video card hogs. 
And so I couldn't play the tables half the time because they would just be in slow motion because they were mm-hmm. so intense um, on the on the processor. But I didn't give him bad reviews because I was like, well, that's on my end, not on yeah, yeah. his end. But there were some people who, you know, they didn't even bother putting the border, the the walls of the table up. Mm. So it was just imagine a play field with no walls. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, what is this, an amusement park? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that would frustrate me. Or everything would had no dimension and just looked like a piece of cardboard, you know, kind mm-hmm. of bad snapshot. So I'd say about 30% of the tables were that um, when I first started looking at them. So, yeah. So anyway, that's that's why uh, why Jared's not here, and and Sven is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so one of the things I was going to mention uh, with Jared, but you get to fill in. So pretend you're him. Uh, we did we did not <laughs> <My> very best. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to work on your accent, but that's okay. Yeah, um, yeah. it will be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> we were supposed to podcast last week, but. There were two things going on. Jared was doing some, uh, I believe, some event, once again, related to uh, childhood diabetes because he posted all sorts of photos of him and his daughter and uh, they were wearing yeah, yeah, right. like fairy wings fairy and stuff. Walk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you took an arrow to the knee. Uh, no, um, something else to the knee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then there was me who uh, rather badly damaged myself. <laughs> mm. So... I'm uh, I'm at work on a Monday. We're on location. We're in a uh, fitness gym. We've come back from lunch. We're shooting on the second floor of this fitness gym, and they've got uh, it's very it's very in, like the show. The show I work on takes place in Portland, so think of Portland Tech. Uh, it's a lot of wood, but it's all also it's a gymnasium or not a gymnasium, a fitness gym. So it's a lot of high tech gear, and so it's wood and metal everywhere, basically. Okay. And the staircase, wooden stairs, but on the tips of each stair is a 90-degree uh, bracket of yeah. steel. Yeah, okay. So I'm walking up the staircase. We're in a hurry, um, trying to grab some gear in between shots, and it's a, it's our Steadicam rig. So on one hand, I've got the Steadicam post. That's $80,000. In the other hand, I've got the Steadicam arm. That's $20,000. <laughs> and I've also got the Steadicam vest up around my shoulder. I don't know how much the Steadicam vest is, but it's soft, so I'm not too concerned about that. But so I'm busting up the stairs. I get about three quarters of the way, and I don't know if I lost my footing or I just lost my balance. But I started falling forward with the gear, and in my head, it's like, "Oh God, don't let that hit. That's bad news." And so I went to go take a knee, and I put my knee straight into the steel of the step. And when I say straight into, I'm talking like hot knife through butter. It went right underneath the kneecap, sliced from all the way to the joint, clean in, and I severed the tendon. (laughs) Uh, So um, now I'm sitting on the staircase, writhing in pain, temporarily in pain until the shock took over. With, with with the equipment and and holding the equipment so so it, uh, nothing happens to it. Yes, apparently the equipment was fine. But here's the part that that bugs me, is that we're always told, sacrifice the equipment, never sacrifice your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the equipment isn't it's insured; it can be replaced really easily. Yeah. Your body, not so much. Mm-hmm. But when you're in the moment, you you yeah. don't think that your body is going to get damaged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah. I certainly did not think that I was going to do that to my knee. Um, mm-hmm. And, and no, in that, that was probably not the plan. <laughs> no, that was not the plan. And here's the thing. So I hit and I rolled over onto my butt immediately. I couldn't see the damage that I'd done to my knee. My knee was bent at a 90 degree angle and I couldn't put it back down. And I reached over and I went to touch my knee and my finger just went right in like a bowling ball. <laughs> and that's when I thought, oh my God, I shattered my kneecap. <laughs> Thankfully, I didn't do that. Thankfully, I didn't do that. Mm. But um, yeah, so that so uh, then I had surgery on the Tuesday. And now I am stuck at home with my leg in an immobilizing brace. I'm not allowed to bend it. Okay. And uh, just uh, need it to heal, which not quite sure how long that's going to take, but it's going to take a while. <laughs> uh, I, I can tell you one thing. Um, you know, maybe you remember um, I had a, a motorbike accident uh, last year. Yes. Almost, almost um, like 14 or 15 months ago now. It was in, in July, 23rd of July last year. And... Um, I had a what they call a tibia head uh, fracture, um, which is basically um, at the knee. So, so it's um, uh, the tibia head is where your knee is um, plugged into, and um, yeah, that got destroyed. And um, it took me like um, half a year until I could walk again. Oh God! Don't tell me that. <laughs> He is something really, really terrible. Well, and, you, and the thing is with my job, I'm constantly kneeling onto the ground to put uh, yeah. actor's marks. So I need my knees. <laughs> yep. Otherwise, I guess... What, what, what did the doctor say uh, about... Um, what it, will it be fixed? Like, like will it be uh, back uh, as before? Or, or will you have... Um, uh, continuous um, pain or, or um, maybe you're not able to, to get it back to working? I don't know because I haven't seen the doctor yet. He didn't bother uh, checking in with me in the hospital after he did the surgery on me. Okay. Um, I'm seeing him uh, on uh, Tuesday, which is basically the day that this podcast releases. Um, so I will see him then and then that's uh, when I should find out more and obviously he'll he'll know more. When Before he started the surgery, he said that he wanted the reason why my leg is going to be completely immobile and not allowed to bend the knee. Wants the tendon to heal properly and straight, because yeah. um, he says if that doesn't heal straight, then you will have knee problems. But if it heals straight, then presumably you're back to normal. Uh, just with a nasty ass scar on, on the knee. Patience. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, so that was fun. <laughs> Now you would think that, that was not what what uh, Colin Kaepernick mean, meant by taking a knee. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, not uh, not how you're supposed to be taking the knee. Um, now you would think that hey, this is okay since I'm not allowed to work and I have to be at home. Well, geez, I could I could I could do anything I want. You know, in terms of playing video games or watching movies and stuff like that. But then there's the comfort factor, <laughs> Very which which was for. And again, you probably experienced this. For the first three days, I was so miserable. Mm-hmm. I could not get comfortable having my legs straight out and the knee, both my knees, because I actually hit my other knee too. It just didn't, um, mm-hmm. it just required stitches. It didn't need surgery. Um, but uh, you, you know, the knee is swollen and it's just bruised. 
and the slightest little movement just like, you know, again, caused discomfort. So I wasn't even able to comfortably watch TV. Um, I couldn't sit at my computer desk here and play any games because I couldn't get my leg physically under the, in a comfortable position underneath the desk. Mm -hmm. So again, that's part of the other reason why we didn't do podcast last week because I don't think I could have physically sat through one, (laughs) but I'm feeling much better now. I'm pain free now. It's just the, yeah, it's just the immobility aspect that, uh, Sucks. Yeah, the, the the risk when when you're pain free is uh, that you're doing more than you should do. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and it's hard for me not to be very very careful with that. Because the uh, last thing you want to do is have uh, pain uh, or mobility issues uh, for the rest of your life. Yes. So uh, in in the honor of Jared's absence, let's jump into some pinball talk, and we can save our stuff for later. <laughs> so the, the, one of the reasons why we have Sven here, because we, we, we scheduled him to come in, basically because Jared does not have a PC uh, or consoles with which to try out Pinball FX3, as opposed to me and Sven, who both do have our PC fully hooked up and have been playing Pinball FX3. So let's talk about what we've noticed, what we've liked, uh, if there's anything we uh, haven't liked, and just kind of go from there. So um, I don't know, Sven, what, what's your first impressions of uh, after putting in some time with this? My first impression is it's um, really nice. It's, it's a better-looking better looking tables, um, and what, what they, uh, I think what uh, Zen tries to achieve is uh, getting more um, multiplayer uh, features on on uh, those uh, tables or in, in, in this app, uh, which is quite a, quite nice because um, at, um, with uh, Pinball FX2 uh, they didn't have anything um, except maybe for some some high score comparison. Yeah, and then you just your leaderboards. Yeah, exactly. That's barely anything. And um, they're going down this, this route. Uh, it's uh, still asynchronous um, multiplayer. Uh, they are saying they are looking into uh, doing synchronous uh, multiplayer. Ah, uh, I wish. That'd be well, nice. Uh, yeah, that would be cool uh, if the player base is big enough. Yes. That's always a problem. I mean, we are not talking about Call of Duty sizes here. <laughs> um, we are talking about what? What do we have? Two thousand players online at the same time, maximum, maybe maybe even less. Yeah, that's not going to be enough. And um, then they they all uh, or, or some of them need to, uh, to be willing to play um, a multiplayer synchronous play. Uh, so yeah. A, a bit, bit difficult. I uh, said that as well with um, when Pinball Arcade tried that. Um, you almost have to chat with some people and say, "Hey, do you want to to do some head-to-head play?" And um, uh, otherwise, uh, you probably won't get a lot, uh, a lot of matches. Yeah. So the the first things I noticed, um, a I I started off with the universal table pack. I just wanted to see what the new the new new is, um, and like we'll talk about it a little bit more just because we have some thoughts on those. But um, I messed with those, but then I was like, okay, let's see what they did to the older tables. So I went to one of my 
absolute nemesis tables, which is Tesla. Okay. And uh, and part of the reason why I did that is because I also own that on the PS4. And I'll say this right now. Bringing over your tables from Pinball Effects 2, super easy. There was no issues. It just, in the PlayStation Store, it was just, you constantly just, uh, it cycled through and basically had you purchase and download the tables. Purchase, when I say purchase, I mean free. Um, you download table, boom, you install, and then it asks for, oh, hey, do you want to install this next one? And you do that. So, I mean, it took probably, I don't know, maybe a half an hour to get them all over, but that was no biggie. On Steam, it was instantaneously there. I didn't, it, it was nothing. Um, you're, you're probably lucky then, um, uh, have you most likely have all tables, right? I have them on Steam. I have less than half on PS4. Yeah, and uh, if you uh, are in the problem of not having all on Steam, since they repackaged uh, the DLCs, um, some uh, uh, tables um, get lost. Um, you, you own them, um, uh, but sometimes you have to restart uh, um, the program uh, to make it visible uh, because they, they are shown as locked. Because um, that did happen on the PS4, the mm-hmm. some of the tables that I own, yeah, they got repackaged. So it, what it had me do was it had me download one file that was for the whole package, mm-hmm. and then it had me download the individual table file. Yeah. And so then it would, once those two installed together, then I had the other tables shown as locked, and then the one that I owned, mm-hmm. you know, shown as unlocked. Um, so anyway, that's why I started, though, with Tesla, because I've had Tesla... Uh, with the first uh, iteration, you know, Zen Pinball. So I've, I've had that table the longest out of any, or that their four pack. But anyway, um, first impressions is was wow, good job on the lighting, just yeah. Yeah. really good job. Because um, that table is a mess to look at. It's got so many things. Yeah, so many very busy table. Yes, it you know looks great as steampunk, but not so great to play on. And with the combination of the whatever they do graphics wise, but mainly lighting wise, it makes the table so much more playable. And then also they changed the physics on it because that table was one of those dead flipper physics where there was just no bounce to the ball oh. at all. Mm-hmm. And now it's got a nice. It's still not as bouncy as some of their other tables, but it, mm-hmm. it is not noticeably different. Um, as it used to be. So, okay. yeah, that made that table way easier to play, uh, or way better to play, I should say. And so I was kind of doing that. I was kind of you know loading up old tables just to see what the difference was. And, okay. yeah, the main thing is the lighting. It was just incredible. Yeah, it looks so even even better than they already did. I mean, uh, Zen was always good uh, in, in presentation of their tables. Uh, although some people may, may say they look a bit clinic a bit um, sterile um, but um, I always thought um, the presentation is just gorgeous and now it even went uh, uh, a giant leap further yeah yeah. Um, the second thing I did was I played it in their single player mode with the upgrades and at first I wasn't yeah. sure if I would like the upgrades mm-hmm. but what I'm finding is it's kind of it's kind of cool because you're you, there's six upgrades that you can use, but you can only use two at any one time for any uh, session that you're going. Yeah. And so I'm switching them up based off of, 
of what my style of play is. Like sometimes I find my ball constantly going to the bumpers. And so I'm like, well, shoot, I'm going to put that upgrade in because that's just going to kick my score um, through the roof. Um, you know, other tables, they're combo tables. And so I wound up using the combo upgrade. And so it's kind of fun. It it shifts your perspective. Yeah. Uh, Actually, you have um, the the six upgrades and then you have the three, um, I think, wizard abilities, they call it. Right. And um, what what you can do is uh, you can have uh, at the same time one uh, of the wizard abilities and two of the upgrades and the uh, wizard abilities uh, you get uh, with the challenge modes once you beat um, the, um, there are three single player challenge modes one is the, the one ball challenge mode um, where you have just one ball and you need uh, to, to get uh, to a certain point and uh, they have like, like a star system like 1 to 15 stars uh, and if you uh, get enough points to get five stars, you get uh, this ability. And um, the same is uh, then with a five-minute challenge. Um, the five-minute challenge is unlimited balls. Unlimited balls with um, or, or uh, with um, um, ball saver always activated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, then you have uh, the um, survival mode. Which is brutal. <laughs> yeah, can be really brutal. So survivor mode basically is, and the, and the amount of time they give you keeps on varying, but you basically have to reach a certain score before the timer runs out. Once you hit that score, timer resets, and now you're able to, and now you've got to go for an even higher score. Yeah. And on some tables, if you know the table, it's not terribly uh, taxing because it's like, oh, okay, I know how to get, you know, yeah, a mode started, and if you clear the mode, then you know mega points, or I can get multi ball going. But then there's those tables that, if you just haven't figured them out yet, you're like, there's no way I can get that next point total in 45 seconds. It's just yeah. not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. You you get uh, always one minute, um, and uh, within this one minute, you have to to uh, get the score. Um, if you have it, you get one star, and then. Um, another minute starts, um, but um, you can use your um, already earned upgrades and wizard uh, um, abilities um, with those challenges. So uh, once you level them up, uh, you're automatically getting higher scores. Um, so um, it gets easier with that over time. And so here's another thing that. Again, I'm, I'm liking with this that what Zen has done with regards to like Tesla. Normally, I would have played a couple of games on that and be like, okay, I'm done with that thing. Yeah. But because of the star system and because of the challenges and that the, there's a lot of different challenges, that's the, the main thing. It's not just like in Pinball Arcade where you're earning your wizard goals. Um, this is a lot of challenges and progressing past to get you know even more and more stars. I found myself playing Tesla for quite a long time. Uh, long enough that I started actually figuring out how to play the stupid table. <laughs> it's amazing. It is. So, you know, that's that's the big issue that's always been with Zen, where it's just like, God, I don't know what the heck I'm doing on these things, but now they're rewarding you. And it's definitely, you know, a carrot leading me down the road trying to, uh, to mm. do more. So, um, 
Yeah, no, it's you, good you on can, can level up um, your uh, upgrades uh, from um, one to 10 and um, the bonuses get uh, better um, uh, with every level. Um, and the other thing that's nice is no matter what version of the game you're playing, you're still earning points for your upgrades. So yeah. I wound up playing, I tried out their matchup mode. So matchup, uh, basically you're offered three different scores uh, for the, uh, call it the, the, the bracket that you're in. You start off at bronze three and they offer three different scores and you need to pick which one you're going to go for and try and beat that person's score in uh, the time frame that they give you. And again, I don't know if it's five minutes they give you. Three minutes. Three minutes? Okay. And if you beat that person's score, then you earn guaranteed X amount of, of star points. 20 points for lowest, then 30, and then 40 for the and highest. 40. Uh, um, uh, opponent, yeah. But then you can also earn points. Let's say you absolutely crush that person's point total. Mm -hmm. Well, then you get what's called a domination bonus. <laughs> and so you can earn more points that way. And then in the in the matchup mode, there's always four tables uh, yeah. that you can choose between. Well, if you wind up playing all four tables, you get what's called a diversity bonus. So mm -hmm. it's basically if you're only focusing on one table and not playing any the others, you're not going to get the diversity bonus. But if you're spreading it out uh, and playing all the tables, then you get the diversity bonus. And what you're trying to do is get into the top 20% to bump you into the next bracket when... Uh, that what they, are they calling it season? They call it season, yeah, six days but, long. Yeah, it's a six day long season, so it's a really short season. Um, so while I was doing that and just trying to beat these people's points totals, I was still earning all this bonus stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it was very cool. Yeah. So here, here's my thoughts while, while we are talking about this matchup mode. Um, uh, you mentioned the uh, the uh, diversity bonus. Yeah. Um, um, here's the thing: you you only need to play every table once to get a guaranteed 15 point um, uh, bonus uh, for every game you win. And um, to be honest, um, if you're not uh, completely bad, you will um, at the moment beat um, all three opponents. Uh, without any problem. At least um, your first go around. Yeah. Um, and and that's w uh, the first thing um, uh, where I have an issue with. Um, that is, um, you get guaranteed points when you win. Um, when you're not winning, you're losing what? Five points. Five. Yeah. So almost nothing. Yeah, it's not really a, a huge risk. No, and and that's why I say it's not a, a risk versus reward. It's only a time versus reward. Because what what what's happening is um, those uh, points you get um, in, in those challenges just get added up, and if you have enough points to stay in the top twenty, you level up to the next uh, uh, league. Uh, so all you have to do is played day in and day out uh, to get your points. Um, there's no real challenge um, there. Um, it's just time investment, even more time investment than you have in, in our uh, TPA 
um, tournaments because uh, there you you uh, at least need to to beat your your own score. Uh, here you ha just have to beat them some very low, uh, maybe uh, even just virtual uh, score. Um, it's it's not a challenge. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even uh, think about it, but now that you're you're mentioning it. Um... You know, a game that I play on mobile is Clash Royale, and that one, if you win, you basically get, say, 29 points. If you lose, you lose, like, 27. Yeah. So you'll always get more for winning, barely, than if you lose. But yeah, you're right. That would be interesting if you were constantly losing that many points. Um, you may not be so bold to go for the absolute high point total. Yeah, uh, to get the maximum points. And, and um, no matter how long you play and uh, how high you get uh, within your league, the points usually don't change a lot. You have like one million for for the lowest uh, guy, two million for for the middle, and three for for the highest. Except for Family Guy, which is a completely different story, which I come to uh, a bit later. But. Um, <laughs> Well, because that's interesting, because I was just playing all four tables that they have. Right now, the tables for the next few days, which by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be over. Um, it was, uh, yeah, Family Guy, Fallout, um, yeah. uh, Castle Storm, and uh, blanking on the, the fourth one. Um, but anyway, the third highest point total thing... Uh, oh, yeah, World War Hulk. World War, World War Hulk. Um, yeah. No, the point suddenly it was, can you beat the score of 10 million and mm -hmm. 12 million? As, and then the second uh, highest point one was still, you're right, like 2 million, maybe 3 million you know, tops. So it seemed like the more I played it, the higher the points it wanted. And then it started eliminating having the bonuses being able to be applied. Yeah. So... You, you get um, the... the um... Domination bonus is uh, if you beat uh, the score by 100%, you get five points. And for every 100% uh, um, more, you get five points more, up to 25 points as, as a domination bonus, which is a max. Ah, cool, I got that recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and, and uh, what, what happened was um, uh, with, with Family Guy, um, when uh, season two started, uh, it was always like three million, like all uh, with all other uh, tables as well. Uh, it didn't change. Um, and I wrote uh, some some uh, posting in, in Steam forums about uh, this not being a challenge. And at, uh, I think three days ago or so, uh, they changed it suddenly. And um, suddenly I had 30 million points there. Oh, yeah, I have to be 30 million points, which is not not uh, impossible to do um, yeah. with, with uh, visit modes uh, or visit abilities. Um, but it was a huge change. And um, what I wonder is um, what what they did there, uh, because they, they must have changed something in, in um, how the scores work. I don't think uh, the scores are real scores for, from the tournament. Yeah, I don't either. Well, um, although the, the names which exist there, uh, they are actual uh, 
Steam users or, or uh, Pinball FX users. I looked some of them up, mm. um, but um, the scores uh, are sometimes just ridiculous. I don't know where they come from. Uh, but anyway, uh, what what they um, should do uh, to improve that is having a real ladder system where you uh, actually challenge a, a score from someone else. And uh, if you beat that uh, score, um, you, you get uh, your points, but you can only um, like um, challenge someone who's above you or very close to you, something like that. And, okay. and you get punished if you lose, and maybe maybe even the opponent um, gets uh, points credited for that. See, I think the opponent should get credit. If you, if you don't beat their score, they should get points. So I think there's still a lot to do. And, and uh, another thing which I think is still a, a problem, I don't know how they will counter that. Um, you know, we have uh, in there, we have three bronze leagues, yeah. three silver leagues, three gold league, and uh, three diamond leagues. So what happens, as you said before, um, the top 20% of all players go into the next league. So um, I looked at the first week and I assume they had about 10,000 players starting in um, um, Bronze 3 uh, in the first week. That's, let's say it's 10,000, maybe it's sure. 12 or, or something like that. So 20% going uh, in, in uh, uh, Bronze 2 in next week. So that's 2,000 players. Let's assume um, they all play the tables. So then in the next week, 20% of those 2,000 players will go uh, into uh, Bronze 1. The week after, from Bronze 1 to Silver 2, there are only 80 players left. The, the week after, from um, Silver uh, 3 to Silver 2, there's just 20% of 80, which was 1.6 players or, or two players, <laughs> will move up to, to see this, uh, to silver too so they have to do something about that i don't know what maybe maybe they wait until they have at least 100 players before uh, opening a new league so that um just um 20 players move uh, to the next higher league um i don't know how they tackle that you know this is kind of with uh pinball arcade you know with their tournaments and they were always taking the top uh, 20 percent mm -hmm. would go up and the bottom 20 would move down but the thing was was if you were able to move up quickly in the beginning it became really easy to stay yeah. up at the top yeah. because of that very reason so um yeah i don't know it, it, it's it's an interesting uh, conundrum yeah i think they, they will have to work on on that mode um in several ways um, especially uh, the, the most important thing is they need to do something to have really a, a risk versus reward scheme. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's just a huge grind and nothing else. Which is a bit sad because uh, I, I like that mode. Uh, I think it's a great idea. Uh, and if um, the challenge would get higher, the higher you rank would be just perfect. Yeah. So I know some people, I've read some people have not been thrilled with the uh, user interface of Pinball FX3, but I gotta say, I'm 
I'm loving it way better than Pinball Effects 2 because I don't it's very cl- it's very clear what uh, to move on your your controller to make you know get something else highlighted. Pinball Effects 2 sometimes I'd be like, how do I get hmm. you know, how do I how do I change it from being friends only list to showing me all time scores? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it would just be frustrating because there was no indicators at all. And here on the user interface, there's always an indicator of you know, use the right joystick, use the, the R1, R2s. And, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm finding navigation through it very simple. Yeah, very, very easy. In, in the beginning, maybe it's a bit, just a bit overwhelming. Yeah, there's always a learning curve. With, with the uh, elements you have there, with the recommendations and everything. Uh, but um, as you said, it's just a learning curve. Uh, if, you, if you play it for... Uh, a few times, uh, I think it's um, really a, a solid interface. Absolutely. So let's talk real quick about uh, of the three universal tables, what our thoughts are. And I think you and I are in consensus that Back to the Future, a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing with that table is there's no mode start. Um, so basically, when you start the table, you get to pick what year you're starting in. So yeah. Yeah. there's 1985, 1985 alternate, uh, 1955, uh, 2015, and 1885. Um, I think that's yeah. it. Um, and whenever you start uh, the year, there's automatically three tasks that you're trying to uh, accomplish. Um, and that's by hitting a certain ramp a number of times or a certain target a number of times. And once you have all three of those things completed, then that's when you can start uh, what you might call the wizard for that particular year, which is obviously getting your uh, your time machine up and running and out of there. Uh, so it's, it's, there is no mode start hole, which is kind of different. I've, I've never experienced that with Zen. And um, you, you uh, can always get the, the multiball. Yeah, multiball is pretty easy to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which and the cool thing with multiball is you start off, uh, well, at least with out of time multiball. First time you get it, you have two balls. Next yeah. time you get it, you get three balls. Next time you get it, four balls. Mm. Five balls. I don't know if it goes up to six balls, but. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I haven't gone that far because. Um, I got the five ball and it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I played uh, most of it. Uh, during the first week or first season of um, um, the oh, mode. mode. And uh, so I only played uh, like three minutes of, of the table most of the times. So uh, I never uh, saw all oh, the years, right. um, uh because I, I spent my time just there. Yeah. Right. Interesting. So it's it's uh, a great table. It's uh, fantastic lightning. Um, uh, it's uh, wonderful to see uh, uh, how, how the DeLorean uh, uh, moves around and um, just... And you know what, despite them not having the... For, for, for uh, the visuals. Oh yeah, um, despite them not having the voice actors, their Marty McFly is pretty dang good and their Doc Brown is, eh, you know, it's, it's not bad. It's not uh, spot on, but it's pretty decent. Um, a lot of movie quotes and, uh, or, and, and pinball-related uh, voiceover. Mm. And the music, <laughs> it's, it's funny because I don't miss the Back to the Future theme, but there's one mode where they're clearly trying to uh, 
channel Huey Lewis in the news, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they fail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they fail miserably. Yeah, so that's about the only thing that I was just like, ah, oh, guy, if only they could have gotten Huey Lewis in the news as Power of Love song, yeah, that would have yeah. been, that would have been good. Been so great. Um, For the voice acting, that's that's interesting because, um, as you may not, may or not know, uh, in Germany we usually have. Um, localized versions of uh, movies ah. so we we see them in in, in german language ah. um so uh, i don't know exactly what the voice should be like for the actors in the original now, are these tables in german for you no 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 okay so all the all the voices are in english yeah 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 okay it's just the the movies so i i don't have really something to compare it to because the voices are different anyway well, just go to YouTube and uh, look up the movie, and uh, <laughs> you'll yeah, find yeah, yeah. <laughs> hear what it should sound like. Um, moving on, let's talk about Jaws for a moment. Yeah, Jaws. I have not a clue what to do on that table. Me not either. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to figure out what what this is about, uh, what to hit. You get blinking uh, lanes uh, where, where you should shoot to, but nothing happens if you hit them. Well, and, and Quint's yelling at me to do something, and I'm like, I want to do it. I have no clue where to shoot. <laughs> yeah. it, um, I had it happen sometimes that uh, the cage was opening. I could yeah. shoot the ball in. Yeah, for a ball lock. Yeah, for a ball lock, exactly. Uh, but I don't know how to open the cage. No. It just seemed to suddenly open. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm shooting there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You have this... Um, um spinner wheel above the cage i think that's that's a bit of a key uh, to shoot to you mm. know what i mean this uh, maybe yeah yeah uh, it's um uh, above the the cage uh, there is um it's a bit hidden you can shoot it with the uh, uh, upper left flipper um uh, you can shoot uh, in in a circle there uh, okay i think that's something that um uh, you have to do uh a few times but other than that some modes uh, start but i don't know how sometimes um uh, you get a, some kind of a hurry up um, but i don't know why completely clueless I, yeah maybe, but maybe the only thing i have to read the rules the, the <laughs> only thing i figured out on that table was the skill shot which is more than i can say for back to the future i have i've I have no clue how to do the skill shot on Back to the Future. I've never gotten it once, and I've tried varying degrees of of shooting it. <laughs> yeah, I have got it on, on Back to the Future, uh, but it's uh, very difficult to, to pull it off. Um, it reminds me, there was a, one of the Star Wars tables. Um, it took me forever to figure out uh, the skill shot on it. Once I figured it out, it was like, yeah, that wasn't obvious at all. <laughs> So yeah. I think part of the reason why it's, it's hard for me is because the angle uh, when you know, when the table drops onto that camera view is blocked by the Twin Pines yeah. uh, or you know, whatever, a mall sign. And so I can't see what the ball is supposed to be doing. To, it's supposed to jump up onto the habit trail if you get it just right and have been yeah. able to figure that out. Like um, okay. Last table of the uh, universal pack. Very, very easy. Uh, you, you just have to, to wait until um, uh, the shark is at, at a certain position and then you shoot and that. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, last table is the ET table, yeah. which if I had to guess, I would call that a white, white body table. That's kind of the feel of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got, it's, it's one of those where you shoot the ball and you have no clue where it's going to come out. Yeah. The orbits on it are crazy. Um, so you've got that going for it where you're like, I don't know where the wall's coming out. And then you've just got the fact that you're like, I have no clue what this game wants me to do. Mm. What it wants me to shoot, collect, I don't know. And the voice acting on that one is terrible. Mostly, uh, it's not that difficult. Uh, you, you have this um, um, spaceship. Yeah. Uh, you, well, that's how you start the mode, yes. Yeah, exactly. And um, uh, then you have the different modes where you have to collect sweets uh, or something like that. Um, and uh, usually the lanes are, are lit where, where you have to shoot to. Then you, you have this um, uh, multi-ball chamber on the uh, lower right side. don't know whether you noticed that one. No, I haven't played it enough to actually uh, pay much yeah. attention. Yeah, you, uh, you shoot um, like uh, there's a two-target um, um, thingy. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. <laughs> you shoot two or three times against it, uh, then then they lower down. Then you lock the ball. You shoot again uh, against them, and you get a two two ball multi uh, multi ball. Yeah. Hmm. And um, other than that, uh, you have the modes um, uh, with the spaceship. Uh, that's all I know at the moment. Uh, what I can say, uh, what, I, what I really like is uh, if you're going to, to uh, night mode, looks absolutely fantastic to me. Oh, see, I don't think I had that happen, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, what I was, was going to say, though, the, the voice acting on that, the person that got to do Elliot sounds exactly like, the, the A, they got a girl to do Elliot, um, and it's the same girl, I think, that they did... Sorcerer's Lair with. Okay. Um, you'll, I recognize the voice from one of the other tables. You know, it's basically slightly altered, um, but it does not fit. The it does not fit at all. Um, it, it's one of those. It's kind of like I always refer to Alien versus Predator, where it's just like great looking table, terrible sounding voice acting, mm-hmm. and the ET table, the same thing. Um, and uh, I always laughed at ET when he speaks anyway. So. <laughs> Um, when he starts speaking on the, on the table, I just kind of snigger. Um, like, yeah. Moody Bob. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I can't really get into uh, into that one much. I don't know. I'll have to give yeah, some time later. I don't, I don't think it will be uh, an all-time favorite table, to be honest. But uh, talking about ET, um, they currently have, and, and maybe that's a, a way to, to move over to uh, the tournament mode, they uh, also have uh, a, an official tournament for ET at the moment. I think it's okay. running, um, where you can win some, some DVDs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Prizes. Prizes, prizes, yeah. Wonderful. Cool. Speaking of tournament mode, yeah, yeah, I went ahead and tried. I went ahead and tried that out, and I created one. So yeah. I think we're going to do this. I'm going to try and do this uh, frequently. <laughs> um, if you look up, uh, just do a search for "shut your trap" because um, I can't do it as blockade. 
Uh, but look for Shut Your Trap, and you'll find a tournament. And I'm going to have it run for seven days, uh, basically. So from the time that we start this podcast, uh, Saturdays on uh, America time. <laughs> and I'll have it run for seven days. Uh, this week's tournament, I decided to, hey, let's go ahead and uh, do it with Iron Man, because everybody loves that, right? And uh, <laughs> um, it's an old favorite of mine, so that's why I did it. But I did it for uh, five-minute ball mode, and yes, there are bonuses that you can play with. And I left it open to the public, so it's not just to blockade listeners. But that, I figured that'd be kind of fun to uh, just kind of play amongst the community that listens to you. I'm very curious about what's going to happen, because, um, and that's something I, I would like to, to touch as well, um, the tournament mode, I, I created um, three tournaments uh, already. Um, and the first one was uh, with uh, three days. And I can tell you, nothing happened during the first two days because um, the tables or, or the tournaments are not really visible. Uh. Uh, you only see 16 tournaments at the same time in the list. And scroll down more, um, and so you have to either look for um, a specific name, mm -hmm. uh, or you can filter uh, by who created it. Like, um, did did a friend of mine uh, create it? Then you will find it. Okay. Uh, but you cannot uh, search for a specific table. You cannot say, "I want to play now." Um, let's say Iron Man. Uh, oh, turn it with Iron Man. They will pop up. Not gotcha. happening. Um, the only thing you can do is you can uh, put your uh, put a table to to your favorite tables and search for for favorite tables. That's some kind of workaround. Okay. What I experienced um, when creating uh, the tournaments is uh, in the first, if you have it for like three days, in the first uh, two days nothing is happening. On the last day nothing is happening. Only in the last hour or so people start playing because that's what the default view is uh, when you go into the tournament mode. Uh, the news or, or the, the um, so whatever's ending and, soonest yeah, yeah exactly okay and um, so they, that's something they, they absolutely need to work on because at the moment it's just a waste of uh, time there and um, um, I don't know why they decided just to show uh, 16 um, uh, tournaments uh, at the same time. And, yeah. and uh, you also cannot filter out uh, private tournaments hmm. uh, where you don't have a password for it. It would be nice to just filter them out or to say, uh, you know what, um, uh, half of the games created or the tournaments created uh, are sorcerers layer because of the free table. Um, but I don't want to play it. Uh, let's uh, fill, uh, show me all tournaments without certain tables I dislike or uh, tables uh, I just don't want to play at, uh, at the moment. Um, that's something they, they really need to do. Well, like I said, I will announce uh, what we're playing in the mm -hmm. podcast here. So you can just look up my username, Shut Your Trap. And uh, I also have it. I believe, set open to, since I'm on Steam, basically if you're on Xbox, if you're on PS4, you'll be able to play uh, in the tournament. I don't know if you'll be able to see other, like if Xbox will be able to see PS4 people's scores or not. I don't know how that'll work. 
Um, I think they should. I would think they should. But so yeah, it's an open tournament that way. So uh, you know, join in, have fun. Um, okay, enough of this uh, Zen madness that's dominated most of this. Um, let's quickly mention that Fathom did get released on uh, Nimble Arcade. Did you uh, mess with it at all? Yeah, I played a bit of it. Uh, it seemed to be quite brutal. <laughs> if, if that's just me being bad at that table or if it's really that... Uh, no, it's a, it's a bit of a nasty customer. There's no doubt about it. Um, locking balls, easy. Unlocking or getting the multiball going, not so easy. <laughs> yeah. And it, it also has those funky ballet lanes, which I'm glad. This is the first time we've had uh, basically what normally is the out lane is your in lane, and the in lane is your out lane. Um, yeah. So Bally did that on quite a few tables, but this is our first, uh, I think this is our first taste um, in Pinball Arcade of it. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we finally get that in one of these machines. Jared described this as a mirrored version of 8-Ball Deluxe. Yeah, and I tried using that mentality when playing, and that mentality will not do you justice at all. It is a different, it, it may look similar, it does not play the same way at all. <laughs> Doesn't play similar, but uh, from uh, I don't know. Uh, I know where he comes from, but yeah, um, uh, it's uh, a totally different beast. And although um, Eight Ball Deluxe, um, um, when I first played it, I, I thought, well, how difficult is that one? Right. <laughs> it, it's like you cannot get any decent score. You have to play very disciplined uh, with that table. What I found interesting with Fathom is, to me, it was kind of a combination of 8-Ball Deluxe and Centaur, um, which, I mean, these are all from the same era of Bally, and I'm realizing, hey, I like this era. Um, and it's kind of a combination of both. And, yeah, it's it's easy to pick up and very difficult to master. Yeah, absolutely. And um, uh, although I when I was... In the age of uh, where, when Centaur came out, uh, I never liked this table because of, of the, the voice acting. I just didn't yeah. like it. Yeah. Um, it was annoying as hell if, if you stood <laughs> next to, to it playing another table and it was in a track mode. And uh, every, uh, I don't know uh, how often it said, uh, um, what does it say? Um, Other than Sandar, I don't know Sandar. what it says. I don't know what it does in a track mode. I don't know, don't, don't know exactly what, what it was. Uh, but uh, it got so annoying. And um, at that time, I didn't li like the graphics. Today, I, I, I do like it. Um, and uh, what I especially like is um, the way it plays. And if, if you have uh, like a five ball, multi ball, it's like it's putting a smile on my face, really, <laughs> every time I get that. Um, I don't know whether Fathom will be a table like that for me. Um, I uh, enjoy um, 8 Ball Deluxe a lot, but uh, Fathom, mm, at the moment, not so much. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't put in enough time with it to really form a true opinion, other than the time I did spend, I just kept on going, well, I can do better than that, and immediately played another game, which I think is a 
a good sign, but it also might be one of those that once you've mastered it, then there's nothing left in it for you. Um, yeah. And then it can become kind of a, just a grind fest. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm still on the fence, but I just wanted to, to give, uh, give props that yes, there was another machine that got released other than Zen stuff uh, since our last yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, last bit of business. And as Jared would like to uh, always notify uh, warning, not pinball. Um, <laughs> so last year, you may recall, uh, we, uh, did probably three different podcasts where we talked about, um, fissure cubes. Oh yeah. And I got an email, uh, last week from the people that made the stress cube, uh, which is the one that I bought. And they said, Hey, we've got a new project. It's up on Kickstarter. And this is for a spinner cube. So it's basically the, the fidget cube. But what they've done is they put two spinners on opposite sides. Now you can spin it like a fidget uh, spinner. And the, the thing that they're mentioning about it is that it's uh, perpetual uh, spinning because the cube itself is off balance. And so if you just kind of jiggle your hand whatsoever, you can keep it going. The record that they have set right now is 18 minutes yeah. for nonstop spinning. Um, there was also on their Kickstarter page, one of the things I didn't like about the, the stress cube was it's magnets. That's how they do all of the, uh, the light switch and the joystick were done with uh, magnets. And if you get any kind of dirt inside your cube, mm-hmm. especially with the joystick, the joystick will then start sticking and it doesn't, it loses the, the, uh, the satisfying effect, you might say. <laughs> so they did, uh, they'd given an early version of the spinner cube to some internet people that basically break and tear down everything and see what's inside. And they did this with, with the spinner cube. And I was very, you know, eyes looking, what do they do? What do they do? And with regards to the joystick, it's now using the same mechanics that are inside your basic controllers. So no more magnets. And that got me excited. I was like, oh, awesome. And then they turned the light switch. Instead of it being a light switch, they made it into a uh, like a shoulder trigger. So if you have your thumb on the joystick and your forefinger on the shoulder trigger, it's going to feel like holding a controller, <laughs> which I think is way cool. Um, so anyway, they're doing, they uh, just uh, started their Kickstarter campaign. Two days in, they're already halfway funded. And I encourage everybody to go look at the Kickstarter campaign. It is uh, just go to Kickstarter and search for Spinner Cube, and yeah. you should find it. It's by St- uh, Stress Cube. That's who's the maker of it. In case there's some other knockoff <laughs> going, and the guarantee that they have is that if they're funded, which it looks like they will be, two weeks after uh, the campaign ends, they'll be uh, shipping out. Um, they've already got the molds made. They've already got everything ready to go. Basically, they just need. Uh, materials cost to uh, manufacture it. Um, And for the first 250 that sign up, if you uh, select just a single cube, it's only 13 bucks plus shipping, which I think is three bucks within the U S but if you do two cubes, then it's free shipping, which is what I did. Um, So anyway, I just want to give them a shout out because I, I still to this day, whenever I do a podcast, I have my cube in my hand because it does this weird, bizarre thing with your brain 
if your fingers are doing something, you're less likely to always say, um, mm -hmm. which okay. in public speaking is something that we always do because we're trying to think of what our next thing is while speaking at the same time. And that's when all of a sudden you're going, um, and, um, uh, so, um, and if you ever listen to people on the radio, just listen. This is how you know of true broadcasters. They don't say, um, ever. No, absolutely not. And it is so incredibly hard to not do. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. It is. So that's why I always have this thing in my hand. So I've been using it all year. Because, um, that's something uh, where I have a problem with that well. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it's good campaign. Professionals anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm far from a professional, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> far, 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 far. Okay. So... Um, On my agenda uh, has been I've been playing Last of Us on PS4, which mm -hmm. I'd given a shot on the PS3 years ago, and uh, it freaked me out, and so I quit playing it. And what I didn't realize was I wasn't even a quarter of the way through the game, and I was basically still in tutorial mode. <laughs> wow. But since I've been uh, uh, relegated to the couch, I got it and have been playing through it and thoroughly enjoying it, and I should be finished with it by the next podcast, so uh, there's something to look forward to. Me giving a review of a game that's, uh, I don't know, what, four years old? <laughs> that, that's what the world has been waiting for. Exactly! My opinion! Yeah. <laughs> you know? Hopefully. Um, uh, plus, I'll probably uh, mention other things that I've been playing uh, while being relegated to the couch. Uh, because don't know how much pinball there is. Oh, wait, I know some pinball stuff. See, if Jared was here, he would be talking about the project that he's working on. If you're on Twitter, follow after Jared Morgs. You'll see exactly what it is that he's been uh, messing with. Uh, but I'm not going to spoil it. I'll let him talk all about it next time. As for me, you can follow me at Shut Your Traps. And most importantly, though, follow the show. We are at Blockade. If you would like to visit the website, it is blockadepinball.com. There you will find show notes as well as all of our uh, previous recordings, as well as web links to things just like the Kickstarter that I mentioned. And if you didn't want to look it up yourself, you can just click the link and go, wow! You can also drop us an email. We are blah blah blockade at gmail.com. And the last thing I wanted to mention is me and Jared have been thinking it's time for a new logo for the show. We uh, roughed one up last week, and it was posted to Twitter on both Jared's uh, Twitter handle and the Blockade Twitter handle. Why don't you take a look at it, see what you think if we're heading in a, uh, in a good direction or not. Um, we'd love some feedback, because eventually that's what will be on new t-shirts. So... We need your opinion. All right, Sven, thank you so much for sitting in for Jared. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, we shall uh, talk to everybody again next time. Until then, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blarcade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball. <laughs>